right? So one of the things that we forget is that emotion is basically the chemical kitchen that's releasing chemicals in our mind. I mean, you know, we, we can go into uh, uh, the, the, you know, uh, the, the various uh, chemicals that are released and so forth in the mind. But the fact of the matter is, is that motivation is a certain chemical release. Welcome back. Welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the digital entrepreneur podcast. I am, of course, Phil Better, your host with the most. And on this episode, we have Professor Bill Sack which I apologize, I have a really hard time pronouncing it. His name, as you hear in the episode, he pronounces it for us, but um, he is the mastermind of professional development. He really helps me, you know, understand what is the best way to figure out your goals by just this meditation that he does. And the conversations we have, it's, it's fantastic. And so I'm not going to, you know, bore you with any more. I'm just going to say... Uh, I hope you enjoy the episode and let's listen in. Bill, welcome to the show. Can you just give us a quick little tell us about yourself? Absolutely. Well, let me begin with my real name. Okay. Uh, it's not Bill, it's Biagio. Biagio Shaka. Just so you don't think you're pronouncing an appetizer on an Italian menu, I go by Bill. Okay. And I'm originally from the Northeast Pennsylvania area, the Scranton Wilkesbury area. But now I live in this funky little surf town on the Gold Coast of Costa Rica on the northwestern side called Tamarinda. And that's where I am right now. I'm, I'm very jealous of you because right now we're recording and it's negative four degrees Celsius here in beautiful Montreal. And you told me it's 92 Fahrenheit there and I'd rather be there. I think that's what, about 31, 32? Yeah, it's about... So, uh, yeah, it's about... Yeah, about that. Your your mid twenties to thirties uh, Celsius must. It's gorgeous. I can I can I can see a bit outside, and it looks beautiful just from the little sunlight. I can see. Oh 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 oh! Look at that. I don't know if you can. That it's a little too sunny. But, but no, uh, I. Oh, that looks gorgeous. That's a gorgeous <laughs> view. Lucky lucky man. So how long have you been down in Costa Rica? It'll be three years next week. Oh really. I left Scranton in a blizzard. <laughs> Good time to leave. In the middle of a blizzard, you're like, you know, I'm going to Costa Rica. Did you, did you plan to move down there? Or was it just like the business just took off enough that you were like, I'm going down to Costa Rica? I've been wanting to get to Costa Rica since 2000, actually since 1996, uh, when I started researching different uh, climates that don't have that, that white stuff on the ground. What do you call that? I, I think it's called snow. Uh, so uh, Costa Rica, I hit it in 2007 for the first time. Love the vibe. Came down about a dozen times and decided this was the place to go. And uh, what happened was uh, about uh, four years ago, I, I wrote a book called Provocative Leadership. And uh, it, um, I, I'm, I'm the author of five books, two on goal setting, three on leadership. And uh, most of them were small, quick reads. So I didn't want people to think I was kind of a flash in the can. So I, I decided to uh, put uh, my philosophy background and my literature background together. And I came up with Provocative Leadership, which is kind of a thicker book using different sources and quotes on leadership. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I gave it to a couple of CEOs to read and they said, well, this is good stuff, but it's kind of complicated. Why don't you put it together in the form of a course? Yeah, so I did. 
I put a three-day course together. I went back to these CEOs. I showed them the material, showed them what I was going to do and said, Bill, this is great. But it's a three-day course. This is like 10 pounds of bologna in a five-pound skin. You got to spread this up. So uh, I figured, you know what? Let me try this in Costa Rica. I put together a, a curriculum, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, classroom, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Get your butt out into the rainforest. Uh, I found businesses, organic coffee farms and different businesses that wanted to talk to us about how they actually came into business and how they're sustaining themselves. I found a resort that handles uh, good-sized crowds uh, to do training. Uh, every, it took me two years to get everything in place. Last January, I was ready to start. Guess what happened at the beginning of last year? Oh, our good, good friend who's uh, screwed up a lot of people, Mr. COVID. Yes, yes. So, I mean, like, uh, it, it's funny that the gods were just not shining down on me. So uh, I, I ended up having to spend last year trying to figure out how to, uh, this, by the way, came at the reduction of about 85% of my revenue last year. Uh, and I'm living in a third world nation where there's no social safety net. I can't go to the unemployment office and say, hey, you got a couple bucks? So yeah. the end result was uh, I had to figure out how to do online stuff. Now, I mean, you, you know, you could see by the gray hairs that uh, technology is not exactly my, my uh, forte. As a matter of fact, I still own my A-tracks. So uh, the, uh, the ability to, um, uh, to figure out Zoom and Adobe Connect and so forth, I figured, I really thought that a lot of these platforms were called ODAN, because that's what I was saying most of the time. Uh, <laughs> but you know what, though? I figured it out. I, put, uh, I, I figured out how to uh, um, record courses. I put courses out on Udemy. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm doing what I can to figure things out. And now the face-to-faces are starting again. So put me in, coach. I'm ready. Yeah, you're, you're, you're getting your, you're building even more credibility for your uh, face-to-face when you start showing, uh, showing them like, look, I have all these customers on Udemy, you know, all these other virtual trainings I've done, the testimonials. So like when you go back to the CEOs, you can go, look, they've done it. And it's even better now. Uh, you know what? As Friedrich Nietzsche said, that which does not kill me makes me stronger. Yeah. It's, it's amazing that you were able to, like, you, you decided, I'm going to still do this. I'm going to take the lump. And how do I change it? You looked online and you found multiple different ways. Absolutely. But just to put Friedrich Nietzsche's quote in perspective, mm-hmm. he said that when he was half insane with syphilis. Just yeah. so we're clear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It did make him stronger for a bit. And then left us with that amazing quote. Um, but what, what other challenges have you found for starting, a, starting courses? Like what, what were some of the struggles that you, you had when you wanted to bring your course into Udemy and that? Well, trying to figure out the Udemy platform. They don't have phone support. Okay, I'm a phone guy. I don't, I don't like this chat and uh, emails and this virtual stuff. I want to pick up the phone. I want to dial numbers. I want to say, hello. That didn't happen. So it was a slow process. Now, the courses that I have on Udemy, by the end of next month, I'll have six courses up on Udemy. Uh, The first one is increasing self-confidence through public speaking, goal setting, an advanced goal setting course called Dynamics of Personal Leadership, two courses in interpersonal communication skills, and a time and stress management course. They're all 30 lessons long. Each lesson is six or seven minutes. 
It's designed for maximum impact over a short burst of time for one month. But the problem was trying to upload 30 lessons. Udemy doesn't care for lessons or two minutes or for 20 minutes. You have to upload everyone individually. And I I was just experiencing just tons of of technical difficulty with it. Uh, But but you know what though, little by little, you figure out each one individually. You don't plan for the issues or the errors. You just, when one hits you in the face, you solve it. You solve the problem. Then you keep going until you hit the next one. Then you solve that. I mean, that's what leadership's all about. That's what I teach. That's what I pontificate. I should practice it, right? Well, guess what? I did. That's that's great. Like you, you, it, you're you're showing that no matter what your age, as you said, you have that gray hair. The tech is a little out outside your wheelhouse, but you're like, it's not going to stop me from doing what I want to do. I'm going to take the reins and show other people in my age bracket that this is possible. This is not something that's outside your your wheelhouse. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, all in all, at at this particular point right now, I was just before uh, uh, we had this call, uh, I was on Camtasia doing some video editing. (laughs) Go figure. Uh, So, you know, yeah, little by little, we're figuring it out. That's that's perfect. Like, because that's you're taking the time to invest in yourself in these new skills, like just like every single person in the who was hit by COVID had to change. There's people who went from being a pilot to a uh, delivery guy to a construction worker. And that's that's what we're doing in this age. We have to figure it out. And luckily, we have the internet to help us out because if not, most of us would be uh, struggling even harder. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the technology for last year was actually our friend. Yeah. Um, I, w- I wanted to get your... Uh, um, some tips for personal goal setting and that for some of our listeners who are jumping into becoming those uh, digital entrepreneurs, what would be kind of like your top three tips on setting those personal goals to be able to succeed? Well, you know, goal setting is a very interesting process and goals have to be set correctly. If they're not, there could be problems. Now, let, me, let me give you an example by what, please, I, mean, what I mean by correctly. Uh, you know, sometimes... Uh, we might set goals that are too low and they're not motivating. But we're doing that because of a psychological oddity called fear of failure, uh, where we rationalize the best way not to fail. Don't try. Yeah. Okay. So we might set goals too low. Then there's another problem with setting goals too high. And that really is a problem. You know, we might say, especially that, 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 that American philosophy, strive more, better, you know, courage. But if we set a goal too high that we're not capable of hitting, what we're doing is we're programming ourselves for failure. And, and the end result is, is that we don't hit the goal, so we dismiss it. Then we set another goal, if we set it too high, we don't hit it, we dismiss it. Little by little, that's permeating our self-conscious and our, our, our subconscious mind and our subconscious is saying, well, the way you succeed is through failure. So let's keep setting these gigantic goals that you can't succeed at so you can fail and that way we'll succeed. And it's kind of reverse logic. But that's kind of the way the subconscious works also. So we have to be careful that the goals are, uh, I I like to call them uh, Goldilocks goals. Not too soft, not too hard, not too cold, not too hot, just right. (laughs) And if we do that, goals work. Okay. And so it's obviously each individual has to figure out what's too hard, like, I guess saying, oh, I'm going to lose 100 pounds by the end of the year is like 
probably going to be setting yourself up to failure because you need to set a more more idealistic goals like okay I like for me I wanted to lose 40 pounds by my birthday which is in November so I deconstructed it to that's 10 months from now 11 months that's about four pounds a month I need to lose so that gives me that big goal of oh my god I have to lose that 40 but it also makes it a little easier because it's like each month as long as I lose four pounds I'm going to work my way up to that big goal absolutely well what you've done is you've gone through a process in goal setting that I call functional decomposition Okay. You've taken this big, gigantic goal, this macro goal, and you broke it down to its micro components. We behave on a micro basis. We don't behave on a macro basis. Mm-hmm. You don't lose 40 pounds. Matter of fact, when, if, if individuals in my classes come to me and say, I'm going to set a goal. I want to lose 40 pounds. Excellent. What's your time frame? Well, I want to try to lose it in, 20, in two months. So really, what are you going to amputate? Uh, because that, that's the bottom line. Now, what you've done is you've taken basically 40 weeks and you said, I'm going to lose a pound a week. Now, by calorie reduction, by uh, uh, calorie burn, in other words, watching what you eat and, and uh, spending more time on your feet, you could probably do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. In a heartbeat. It's not that difficult to do. Uh, a pound a week is, is, is pretty easy. And that's what you've done. So you've given yourself that time. But you realize, though, every time you hit that milestone, every time you hit a one-week uh, goal or a one-week time frame and you take the pound off, you're, you're, you're submerging yourself, your subconscious in success. Yeah. Your subconscious is saying, I want more of this because it's making you happy. Yeah. It's, 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 it's feeding into a better cycle. Cause I did notice that last year and the previous years, it was like, I would set that goal of losing that weight or starting my own business or whatever, but I wouldn't have anything there. I wouldn't have any structure around it. So it was just a spinning a wheel and going around in a circle. I would never lose weight. I would gain weight. And yeah. pretty much started last uh, 2019, the end of 2019, I was like, I'm done. I, I ballooned to about 300 pounds and I wasn't happy with myself. I had a, uh, in COVID hit and I had a burnout in early 2020. And then by the end of 2020, I was down 60 pounds just by changing my mindset and just setting those mini goals, just change one thing a day. And just keep adding to it. And I f- found out that's the way it works for me. So that's excellent. And you know, you, you make a very uh, interesting point changing your mindset. You know, in many situations, if we want to change our outcome, we just have to change our mind. Mm-hmm. Right? It's- One of the things that we forget is that emotion is basically the chemical kitchen that's releasing chemicals in our mind. I mean, you know, we, we can go into uh, uh, the, the, you know, uh, the, the various, uh, chemicals that are released and so forth in the mind. But yeah. the fact of the matter is, is that motivation is a certain chemical release. Uh, the more that we're able to release those chemicals in a, in a positive, proactive way, uh, the more we're going to have that emotional feeling, in this case, motivation. Yeah, it's, and I, I've noticed that I've, I've been trying to find ways to get more motivated to start hitting those more and more different goals. And it's, I've been finding like, because I grew up with video games, doing it somewhat like a Mario effect where I get, do a short little bit, rest, short little bit, rest. I find that my goals are getting easier and easier to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Uh, Absolutely. And remember this, all motivation is Mm self-motivation. Even the decision to do nothing is a decision based on self-motivation. You cannot motivate anybody to do anything. Uh, Now, of course, behavior or lack of behavior has consequences, but it's self-motivation. 
the point is this though, you can alter that motivation through your attitude because positive attitude is another emotion that allows that chef in our mind to start mixing those chemicals up and releasing them into our body. Yeah, and you're gonna look for, you're gonna be more open and look for those chances to have those positive experiences, to have those great moments. Cause if, if you weren't, <clears throat> pardon me, you would be looking for the negative and you, you would only see that negative. You would start going down the negative mindset that these things don't work, goal setting doesn't work and then you don't get anywhere. Absolutely. And, and you know, it, it, the thing is though, you can call motivation into top of mind if you choose to. I'll give you an example. Please do. You're doing something that you don't enjoy doing. Okay. Maybe it's paperwork. Maybe it's something. Set a goal. When you're done, you're going to do something you like and then concentrate on getting that project done. Now you think about it. how long do you do something that you don't like? Like, for example, if I have some paperwork here, uh, I might have to spend 20 minutes on the paperwork. Now I can him and ha and shuffle papers around and not get it done. Or I could say, I am going to concentrate for 20 minutes and get this paperwork done to the best of my ability. And then I am hitting that pool. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's perfectly. It. It's the re, you have to reward. In essence, it's Pavlovian theory that you're getting the re. Is it Pavlov? Yes, the reaction gets the positive Stimulus response. Yeah, the the positive response. So yeah, it's 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 really that. And so we're just trying to be. You just learn how to do that to yourself. Yeah, to get yourself motivated. Okay, absolutely. Well, let me give you another tip too. Uh, because I, one of the most important things that we as individuals can do is being a, a personal development program. And I talk about this in my sales training. I talk about this in my leadership training. I talk about this in customer service training. Every day you get up, you're putting on your suit of armor. And your suit of armor is there to protect you from the jousting that's going to occur. All those people out there that you interface with, they have a lance. Right, and you have you have a lance, and that's what happens during the day. We communicate, we joust with each other. You better make darn sure that that lance doesn't pierce your armor, because if it does, you're going to be hurt. Question is, how do you get your armor thicker? You know, uh, the, the knights of the Middle Ages they had different uh, uh, suits of armor depending on how much they could, they could bear, how much yeah. weight. Obviously, the more weight you could bear, the safer you are. Well, here's how we can build our personal suit of armor. Get into a program of developing yourself and do it every day. Again, I'll give you an example. Please. I wake up between 3.30 and 4 every morning. Okay. And the first thing I do, well, the second thing I do, the first thing I do is I dump a gallon of coffee in me. Uh, <laughs> but, the, but I start the process. I start the process of an hour and a half to two hours of personal development. Now, this is my, my profession, so I have to do this, but I have all day to do it. This is my time. I start with guided meditations. This is the, I've been meditating since I was 19 years old. A Catholic priest at the university that I went to, it was a Catholic, a Catholic school in uh, Pennsylvania, 
uh, he was doing research between Eastern and Western religion, and he taught me how to meditate. Uh, I've been doing it off and on for, well, for decades now. Uh, but over the last three years being in Costa Rica, I started it on a consistent basis. And I spend at least 20 minutes in solid, guided meditation. I, you know, I, I make sure it's not just sitting around thinking about whatever. It's real meditation. How do you meditate? Go online. There's, th- there, there's, there's places that you can find way, uh, how to meditate. Yeah. After that, I do yoga. All right, which is just a physical form of meditation. Okay, now I mean there, there's there's a lot of reasons for doing yoga. I mean you you kind of um, you kind of get you kind of get a little tighter by doing yoga. And I, really mm-hmm. like I, I I was doing yoga last before um, before COVID lockdown happened, and I was enjoying it, and I'm slowly getting back into it this year. <clears throat> yeah, and it's worth it is certainly worthwhile doing. But that's another part of of what I do every morning, and then I read. I've got all my metaphysics books over there on the side there. And I read the old, you know, when you look back at personal development, right now we're kind of in fourth generation personal development gurus like the Anthony Robbins and, uh, and things to that effect. Mm -hmm. But if you go back a generation, uh, you know, you're, you're going to find the, the, uh, the Dennis Waitley's and the, 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 uh, Brian Tracy's, but before that, you had the uh, Earl Nightingales and you had the uh, Dale Carnegies. Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of people stop. But before that, at the beginning of New Age thought, you have people like William Walker Atkinson. You probably never heard of him. No, I haven't. Thomas Thoreau. You probably never heard of him. Thomas Thoreau, I have. Okay. I know. If I'm not mistaken, he was a poet and a writer. No, no, he was a judge. Oh, a judge. Okay. Judge. Uh, Florence Scovel Shin is another one you probably never heard of her. Wallace Waddles, you probably never heard of him. These are people that are that were writing, doing their best writing 100 to 110 years ago. But they were the ones that took metaphysical philosophy and started to apply it to New Age. They're the ones that the Dale Carnegie's and the um, uh, the uh, uh, Dale. The other second generation individuals uh, who wrote uh, Think and Grow Rich. Uh, um, 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 hold on. Uh, just Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. Uh, Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill. Yeah, people like that. They took the work of those first generations and built on it. Then you had the Brian Tracy's and et cetera, take the work of the second generations, build on that. Now you have the fourth generation. If you go back to the, the originals, uh, you're going to find some very interesting things. I've actually mapped out about a dozen Anthony Robbins quotes that are from William Walker Atkinson, except William Walker Atkinson wrote them in 1906. Okay, so, so uh, if you go back far enough, you can actually find the, the root of a lot of it. That's something else I do during the morning. Uh, it's a great way to really challenge your mind. After you're all nice and loose and your mind's open from the yoga and from the uh, meditation, it, this is a great way to challenge your mind. This is not easy reading. Well, Florence no. Fulton is pretty easy. But aside from her, the rest of it is really metaphysical reading. It's, it's a branch of philosophy. After I do that, I grab another cup of coffee and I go outside. And I just try to commune with nature for a little bit. Just listen to the birds, 
and uh, sometimes the howler monkeys and, and so forth. And, and that's a good two hour chunk of my morning. Well, I got to tell you, man, by the time six o'clock hits, I'm ready for bear. It's like, I, I got to start doing something. Let's get, let's get rocking and rolling here. I'm ready for action. I can only imagine like that just sounds like the like the perfect way to wake up and get ready for the day because you've gotten everything out. You know, you've gotten everything nice and limber and then you're ready to run while everybody else is still, you know, trying to get into that mode. You're already past them and ready and running. Absolutely. And that's how that armor gets thicker. That's how the armor gets thicker is by going through that on a consistent basis, on a daily basis, but at least a consistent basis. You know, and, and, and it doesn't have to be two hours. Tony Robbins said it well. He said, every morning you should have an hour of power. You don't have an hour, no problem. Make it 30 minutes to thrive. You don't have 30 minutes, no problem. Make it 15 minutes to fulfillment. He was always big on alliteration, but <laughs> it's okay. But it's okay. It made sense. Yeah. And the point is this, just get something done. Yeah, just start, just do yeah. one thing. Yeah, what I tell a lot of my clients is this, depending on what class they're in. Like for example, if it's a sales class, I might have some individuals that are poor prospectors, other individuals that are not very good communicators, other individuals that might not be good closers. Find out what you're not good at. Then Google that or don't Google it, go to YouTube. YouTube's one of the gigantic searches. Oh yeah. I think the last statistic I heard was that 24 hours of material gets downloaded every 60 seconds. Something like uh, that. Yeah. It's like this, it's the second largest search engine next to Google. Yes. Yeah. And it, it really truly is amazing. Oh, yeah. So you're not good at prospecting, type in sales prospecting, see what you come up with on, uh, on YouTube and then watch them. Oh yeah. They're, that's they're, part of a personal development plan. That's how I got better at uh, recording podcasts with virtual guests. Cause I was like, okay, my last podcast was in person. So it was me and my guest, uh, me and my guests or me and my uh, uh, co-host in person. And then COVID hit. I'm like, okay, how do I do this? And everybody was like, okay, you can do Zoom. You can do Streamlabs. You have a whole bunch of other options. I took the time by going to YouTube to figure out how, what's the best way to streamline having guests on a podcast. Absolutely. And that, that's what you, you know, a, a, a lot of your audience grew up with technology. Mm -hmm. So they don't remember what it was like before that. I got to tell you, when I started my sales career uh, back in the uh, uh, 80s, if I wanted to get better at sales, I had to go to a bookstore and spend an hour, an hour and a half looking through books to take home and then read a chapter a morning. That's okay. the way it was. And if I bought a dud, which happens, I have to go back and buy another book. There were no computers. I mean, this is 1985 BC before computers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the end result is that's what had to happen. And it's, it's like that with everything now. Uh, you take a look at my guitar. I have all my guitar. I've been playing guitar for 45 years. I still suck, but I've been playing it for 45 years. Uh, all my guitar books are over there. I could go on uh, on YouTube. I can go on guitar tabs right now and find anything that I want. Anything. Yeah. I can find picking exercises. I could find um, uh, uh, ways of uh, of uh, connecting pentatonic scales. It's just it's amazing, and it's all there for you. 
and it, and and what's so great about it is you can find a teacher that suits your style before you, the, you because it was so limited in the people who could get published for books because only the big names and how do you get a big name well you have to get published or you have to yeah. land that big deal with one of the major fortune 500s now it became a little easier for people to write books you know thanks to amazon showing you e kindles and that <clears throat> but it's still getting a physical book is still something a uh, big accomplishment but now with youtube you can find the exact teacher you want because you can watch like five, 10 minutes and be like, nope, this guy's not really doing it for me. Find someone else. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And that's exactly what you do too. Uh, you, you, you take it as far as, as you want. Maybe you skip ahead a little bit and if it's not working for you, you go to somebody else. Yeah. I've for, I, cause I want to learn how to do some Facebook ads because for the podcast, because uh, we're recording for a second season, and for the second season, I want to start using a bit of Facebook ads because I see what it's doing for businesses. So why not use it for my podcast? You know, and so I'm watching videos on how to use Facebook ads and jumping around, seeing which guy or girl or whoever's hosting is the best style because it's a very complex but very simple system to use. It's like once you get in, it's simple, but learning everything that's where it gets really technical. And that's, that's where a lot of people have problems. You're right. But the, the important point here, though, is that the modality, you have the ability to learn it because it's right in front of your face. 30 years ago, that wasn't the case. 30 years ago, you had to spend twice the time. The first half of the time was trying to figure out where to find the information. Mm -hmm. Once you found it, you had to learn it. Yeah, and now you get to do bring everything down. Like you said, modality, it brings it all together. It's easier for people to learn, better to upgrade their skills and invest in themselves. Invest in yourself, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I love how you're daily in investing in yourself with your morning routine, with the yoga, the meditation, and then reading the metaphysic books, but then go also communing with nature, like going, going back and just accepting what the world is giving you on this day because – Obviously, going out here in the middle of the morning would be very cold. But for you, it's you get that niceness. You get the howler monkeys, which must be an interesting sound in the morning. The howler monkeys are kind of scary. Uh, yeah, especially when they're really like upset with each other and having fights. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know what? It's all good. It's all good. And yeah. then I'm, I'm about uh, 10 minutes away from a dozen beaches. So uh, I hit the beach quite often, a uh, um, couple times a week at least, depending on the tides. You really are living the, a, a great life. Like, did, did you manifest this life? You're like, I, well, you did because you were, you first visited early in the, uh, you said the 90s, the first time you went to uh, Costa Rica, right? Uh, I start researching places in the 90, late 90s, but I have I didn't get to Costa Rica until 2007. But I was I was in Costa Rica, Dominican Republic, uh, Thailand a lot for business, and I so I checked out Thailand um, and uh, other places, uh, Jamaica, but Costa Rica hit us. Yeah, it, it got it has that nice vibe that just gels with you so well. Yeah, because you seem so laid back, like you look so relaxed. And I, I want to know if it's Costa Rica or just simply that you found your life passion and you're living, living that. I'm, I'm, I'm very content. And that's yeah. what it is. I'll tell you what, I was not always laid back. When I was in the United States, if, if you saw me 20 years ago, 
Uh, I've been told if my sphincter was any tighter, I would implode. So, uh, I mean, it was a very, I, I was, a, I was a rock and roll Reaganite, you know, those eighties rock and roll Reagan years. That's yeah. when I grew up. That's when I was cutting my teeth. Bam, 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 bam. Never stop. Keep going. Now it's, man, it's all good. It's all good. I, I love that. I also like how you just, you switch. You went from like the, like you said, the hardcore 80s Reagan to just a, you know, it's chill. Life is good. I can relax and uh, things will come when they come and you're manifesting. And it's, it's amazing to see. I, one of the things like I've been talking to a lot of people around my age and my generation. So I unfortunately haven't had people like uh, in your generation, my father's generation, on the podcast who have become digital entrepreneurs. So it's really great to show like someone like yourself who has gone in their generation to a digital entrepreneur. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. And you know, again, everybody does what they have to do. Uh, that's, that's it. Uh, I've, I've talked to some of my colleagues that are my age and uh, they opted to retire. That I, uh, whatever, whatever you want to do. Whatever makes you happy. That's the uh, big goal in life. It's just to be happy. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give you, because this is a, a, a thank you for being on. I'm going to give you the last five minutes. I want you to pitch whatever you want to pitch, sell whatever you want to sell. And it's uh, pretty much just all you, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Let me begin by showing you an equation that I came up with. H uh, equals N1 minus T. Yes. Uh, this is a mantra that I live by. I want to share this with your people. And here's what it means. Happiness equals not one negative thought. Oh. Not one negative When you catch yourself thinking negatively, stop it. Just stop it. You do not have the luxury of having one negative thought. That, that person that pulled out in front of you on the highway, they got you mad, stop it. All right. There's a, a problem at the checkout line at the grocery store and it's taking a lot longer and you're upset. Stop it. Not one negative thought. You want to know why I'm, I'm so laid back? That's the equation. That's what does it. And that causes me to be happy. I refuse. I absolutely refuse to have a negative thought enter into my mind and stay there. Look at it. You know what happened. We have 65 to 70,000 thoughts a day. 85% of those thoughts are the same thoughts we had yesterday. But the end result is, is that when a negative thought enters my mind, I allow it. It's there, so I have to allow it. But then I gently escort it out. And I don't think about it anymore. And it's a cognitive effort. It's a conscious effort. Not one negative thought. If that's, what, that's one thing I would love to leave with your audience. Happiness equals not one negative thought. Does that make sense? Oh, that makes so much sense. Oh my God. That, that is more value than I could ever have thanked for. Well, I appreciate that. Look, folks, if you like what you're hearing, go to my YouTube channel. It's called The 5-Minute Motivator. The 5-Minute Motivator on YouTube. I, uh, re I can't say I record every single day, but I record most days. Uh, you'll see a lot over the last two months, especially. So as long as the voices in my head keep talking to me, I'll keep talking to you. And uh, so that's that's certainly one thing you could uh, you could do, and we could stay in touch that way. Oh, I you got a brand new subscriber. I can guarantee you that I'm gonna 
definitely go subscribe and make sure I uh, hear it every morning. That's, that's going to be part of my morning routine. Now wake up, listen to one, one of your videos every morning and uh, we'll see where I am in uh, 30 days and how amazing it is. And they're only five minutes. And if, yeah, five minutes. I can do, I can give myself, wake up five minutes early to listen to a five minute video. That, that's an investment I can do before I have to go into my day-to-day job. I think I can do that. Five minutes early, I can do that. That's not two to three hours earlier like you do, but it's a, a little bit what I'm doing to invest in myself for now. Excellent. Excellent. That's wonderful. Bill, uh, I, go ahead. No, Sorry. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Go ahead. Uh, okay. I, I was going to just say, I want to thank you very much for being a guest on the episode. Um, it was a pleasure. You gave more value than I could ever th- ask for in this episode with your wisdom um, of years and decades of (laughs) experience in being a a leader and salesperson and just creating the best life for you when you you, showing that you can no matter what transition from the old school way of life to the digital life and it doesn't take something hard to stop you like uh, like courses online because you show that even if it comes up you can power through it because you can learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. It has been an absolute pleasure, Phil. You know what? I feel blessed that I met you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank again, Bill, for being on, myself, invest in yourself, and uh, please listen to a few short minutes after the podcast. Have a great day. Thanks, everybody. See ya. I had so much fun talking with Bill on everything. And if you didn't get that from the episode, we listen because my excitement is palpable. And I've been starting to take my days like he has suggested, you know, sitting, motivate, uh, doing a bit of mindful meditation more and listening to some motivation encouragement from his channel so it is amazing what it's done for me and with that being said guys i have great news um i finished the book it's starting to be it's already been sent to lloyd uh if you don't know who lloyd is you'll hear him later on he's reading it he loves it i've sent it to other people to edit to make it more better so it's coming along and i'm so so excited for you guys to read if you want to get a copy send me an email at book at philbetterinc.com and i will send you the link once it goes live so that you guys can order it whether it's you're listening to this now as it's released or later on, send me that, send me an email and I'll guarantee you uh, you will get the link to the book. I thank you again for listening and remember to invest in yourself.